Please join the big show Thursday, September 19th from 3 to 6 at Umami Japanese Barbecue, 568 North Mill Road in Vineyard, Utah. For a great tasting Japanese barbecue. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. A question of the day up on our Facebook page. The Utes favored to win. How wild is it to think Utah is not an underdog going into the Coliseum to play USC? That's really impressive, man. Big time. You're the favorite. You're going in there to play the Trojans. You're the favorite not only to overwhelmingly win the division, but to win the conference by a slight margin there, but you're still the favorite. And to think that your program right now is clearly better than SC's, the the benchmark of the conference for a century. Jonathan says USC isn't that good. Plus, it's not a huge money line difference. Downplaying it. No. I'm Nate not says it's not at wild at all that USC isn't that good. They showed us that last week. The freshman quarterback is going to struggle against the Utah defense. Yeah, but you're looking at it individually. I'm taking a big perspective on it, just what SC has been. In the history of college football, USC has all these national titles and Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah, I think they got 11 national titles and with six or seven Heismans and all that stuff. Scotty says, not the first time in the Pac-12 era we went to the Coliseum as the favorite. We were the favorite in 2015. Let's hope this is the first time we get the W. Right. But I don't think you were the favorite to win the division. You were a little bit of a surprise. I think that was a six and O game, and that was six and O team, and that was Cameron Smith's three interceptions. Travis Wilson was the quarterback then. Ah, <laughs> so, listen, I can't remember point spreads from 2015. I took him at his word. Another guy <laughs> links to a story: six and O youths betting underdogs versus three and three Trojans. They were underdogs that year too. Oh. Which goes to your point, it's USC, so it doesn't matter. You can go in there 6-0, and and everyone's still going to bet on SC anyway, because they're yes. SC. Exactly. Which is really your bigger point here, aside from the individual matchups. It's just, it's SC. There was, the year that the Devils went to the Rose Bowl was the 96 season, right? And they're playing the Sun Devils, and it was in overtime. And I think Brad Otten, the Weber State guy, was the quarterback, and it was in overtime. They didn't have replay then, and it was one of these things. Was it a pass? Was it a fumble? And I, and I think in overtime that he lost the ball. They called it a fumble. Kids scooped it up, ran it in for the score. The Devils win. And I can remember talking to my friend, who's a longtime sports writer down there in, in California, and big time SC guy. And he says to me, well, the referees, you know, they didn't want to call it an incomplete pass because they want to favor the underdog. It's They want to see the underdog win. And I said, you idiot. The Devils were favored then. But he yes. was going the same principle. It's SC. Yeah. Therefore, the, the big SC's deal, we're, you, we're us and you're not. And I did an interview and, and, with Nick Ford that will play probably tomorrow, maybe. offensive lineman. And he was saying how... They expected you to. They rolled out the red carpet and expected you to be grateful for it, and because he lived about 15 miles away, and he obviously came up here. He lived in the community I lived in, and he came up here and he said, "Here it was real family. You felt like it, everything was real at SC. You didn't." And he chose his words a little carefully, but he still put it out there. Well, I think if you've lived down there and you lived in LA, you were right where Nick Ford grew up. Correct. But from San Diego to Santa Barbara, it's all USC territory. There's SC people everywhere. That's just the assumption. From El Cajon to El Camino. Yes. Down into Baja. <laughs> Thanks. 
<laughs> put you on a sports radio station that no longer exists. So. From Baja to the Canadian Rockies. <laughs> Thanks, Axel. So this is huge, huge groundbreaking territory for the Utes to cross into. What a bear. You are favored against SC, and you're, you're playing, a, obviously, a conference game. This is gigantic. This is dream come true stuff. If you're a fan of this program, this is what you've waited for. And you really have an opportunity to establish it for a number of years. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I think you can ride the momentum. Yeah. They have a coaching change and Urban gets hired. Yeah, but they're not going to have a... <laughs> well, I'm talking about Utah. I'm not, yeah, but you can't control that. You can only, right. you can control you. You can be. A, you don't have to win it every year, but you can be a strong contender. You could be. If you're ten okay. and two and you don't win the conference, you telling me that's a bad season? No. If they, if they have another nine or ten win season, I mean they're they're definitely building something. And exactly, this would be, they've got what is it? It's four out of five now with nine wins. Well, they they're, the they're going to. Yeah, they're getting a nine again this year. This will be. Yeah, five out of six, and you just the recruiting becomes easier and easier, and then it's not you know we're Utah. Let me explain to you. No, no, no. no, no. no. You're, you're a known brand. That's yeah. the thing. In college so you football. can really build on this. This is a pivotal moment in BYU or Utah history this season. I'm speaking of. If you got the job done of what the level of expectation is, and you run out there January one, the granddaddy. Come on. Dane says they have to win. No more gutty little underdogs staying close. They no, have to That's out win. the window now, man. You're the beast. Everyone's pointing to you. Jordan says, well, I guess they better show up and prove it. Fact. Yeah, I agree, Jordy. I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Michael, times are a-changing. Okay, from your perspective, I get that. Whose perspective? I'm assuming he's a Ute. Oh, Michael, okay. Yeah. And the youths, yes, it is changing. You're establishing something. You routinely trot out nine and ten win teams, and and people will take notice. And it will change the way they view you, and you can build a brand name. But as far as being better than SC permanently and elevating yourself past the program, they're just one higher away from recapturing the magic. Now, the fact is, they may not hire the right person. They've got a little experience not hiring the right person the last decade. But they're not going to do it next year. They're not going to do what? Hire the wrong well, person? No, if you hire the right person, even Pete Carroll went 6-6 six and six his first year. You can have more than one team. The South has had, I mean, the North has had more than one team. It doesn't have to be an either-or. There could be two or three good teams in there, just like the, South, the North has had for a number of years. Who's going to win it? Stanford, Oregon, and Washington. Yeah. They've all been atop the league a couple times. Right. And Washington State is on the come, 11-2 and two last year. So... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to just be one. This is not the ACC where it's Clemson <laughs> and then a mile to Virginia and then 20 miles to everybody else. No, not at all. It can, you can be competitive. So let SC do what SC does, fine. But it doesn't have to take away with anything that you do. Jimmy says it's not wild at all. Utah's ranked number 10 and USC is crumbling. Yeah, I think it's wild, man. I think you're underestimating the power of SC, the tradition of SC, what SC is, what it has been not that far long ago. I mean, they were winning the Rose Bowl a couple years back. Let's not get carried away here and act like they're dog meat. And so this win is not anything to celebrate. No, this win, if you get this win, 
I could very well argue it's the best win of the season. Remains to be seen if it is, but right now I can make a case that it would be your best win of the season. Obviously, you got Washington State, and then you got to go to Seattle. That's always a tough place. I get that. But right now, you could argue. I mean, they, they lost to BYU, but it was an overtime loss. So, And it was the kids' first road game playing in front of 62,000 people. They got, SC could have set it up, and he could have played Idaho State the third week. But they didn't. They chose to go on the road right. take they, their chances. They could have made Fresno their A game. And obviously they always always play Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. So so with Fresno being what and they were, they could have they didn't need to come up they, here and play this game. I mean, they could stop playing Notre Dame if they wanted. Michigan and Notre Dame ended that series for a while. Yeah, but they won't. That's they shouldn't. A, no, they won't. They won't. I don't think Michigan stopped playing Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame Notre stopped, Dame stopped playing yeah. Michigan. And Notre Dame's not going to stop, stop. playing Stanford and SC. No, they, they like recruiting the, in California. Of course they do. So they have a game in California guaranteed every year. So at a time when you don't really want to be playing in the Midwest, yeah, go to California right. on Thanksgiving weekend. When, yeah, that's when they play either in Northern or Southern California. It's the same time every year. It's just a different location, and then they flip flop it. The California teams go back there earlier. So yeah, we're not coming back to you in November. We'll see you in October. We know it's hard for you to schedule. We'll help you out in October. We're not mm-hmm. going back there in November. Right. Right. Didn't the Utes go back there in November? Wasn't that a November game? They yes. were back there, and it was yes. just rainy and nasty. And BYU did too once. Yeah. The year I took my parents was in November. So, live, live, uh, life liver says, uh, where was that 1916 ga- game played when Utah beat USC? Wasn't in the Coliseum. Coliseum wasn't built yet. It was in Exposition Park, whatever that is. Oh, that's right next to it. Oh, yeah. That whole area is called Exhibition Park. The uh, Coliseum was built for the, uh, the Olympics in 32, so it wasn't yeah. around in 1916. Yeah. That 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 area is called that, right? So it was somewhere right. So that's down. the whole neighborhood, the whole area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they have any memorials still standing to it. Uh, yeah, there is L.A. Memorial Coliseum location in Exposition Park. Well, so all that grass around yeah. it and all see, that. I live there, Dave. You yeah. didn't have to look that up. I was looking for what year it was built. I I, I told you. What year it was built? No, I, that that was my home. I've walked the halls of manual arts, Dave. Manual arts, hello. Right down the street. Yes, that's the closest high school. You can look that up, too, if you want. Uh, you know, maybe I will. <laughs> you keep going. I'll be looking stuff up. High school's in the area. Manual arts is the closest one. L.A. City School. Opened I'm, in 1923. What? The L.A. Coliseum. Oh, uh, What about manual arts? Don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I'll let you know. Give him a minute. <laughs> Uh, you're addicted to looking up <laughs> meaningless stuff. <laughs> I just think this is a huge opportunity, man. And it really, to me, it cements that you're going to have a great season. Is really? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't think the great season could fall apart later? Well, injuries, sure. Yeah. But I can't. And, I'm not. I'm not predicting or expecting and injuries. Washington State could beat them. Washington. You brought up Cal. 
see what they do. But I agree. Like yeah, I agree. But I, awesome, that's so. what I'm saying. I think if you get maybe cements is too strong of Good. a word. Okay, because that's but what if I was you objecting get to. This win, you're on the right path yes. to a right. memorable one for the ages season. And I think they've got enough kids from California that I think the Utes have a lot of confidence. But I think if you have a road win over USC. Yes. You have even more confidence, and it still can get screwed up. All these Injuries, kids know these what SC teams. means. Absolutely. Because they were young kids. And they know if you are from down there, you know exactly what, what it SC means. Is, right. It's a big, big deal. Even if you're from Northern California, you know what SC means. They're a big deal all over the state. I Yeah, I have they, celebrated to- every time the Devils have beat SC. It has always meant something more. Yeah, and Utah doesn't have a rival in the conference, so this is the biggest thing you got. The rest of them, you you know, if you ask me in the moment, oh, I want to win over SC. But then he asked me in November, oh, I want to win over uh, Arizona. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, But outside of the rival, SC coming to town is always an enormous game. Or you going there, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. And I don't, last year, SC was 5-7, and seven, and the Devils got them in the Coliseum. BFD that they were five and seven. <laughs> I don't care, man. Devils won. Herms one and zero against them. That is sweet. When you beat these guys, come on, man. It's a big, big deal. And you got this opportunity. I, I maybe you fans are just trying to downplay it because you don't want to get your hopes up. But for me, this was the game we pointed to the second the schedule came out. Always look for it. When do they play USC? And it was a Friday night, which made it extra special. Because there's no other conference games going on. Yeah, my Everybody's only... Everybody's sitting in hotel rooms watching you. And I asked Kyle time. that... Uh, what uh, Monday. Was it Monday? Monday, yeah. you asked him at the press conference. And he acknowledged uh, that, too. He went right so. to it. He always sees Friday night games sitting in hotels. They do two things. They stream high school games to see what the recruits are doing. And they watch... The conference game that's on TV, if there is one, and there often is. Yeah, it's a- that's those are the two things they do. They know exactly. I mean, there's so many games streamed now that they can watch high school games and track kids. It's mon you freaking mental. <laughs> it is. This was the game we pointed to as soon as the schedule came out, and now it's here. Plus, we knew oh, you're probably going to beat BYU, and then the other two. Of course, you're going to win. How great is Tyler Huntley? Because right now, he's been sensational. He's been brilliant. Is he really? Because if he's really this good. Look out, baby. If the passing game has arrived. If, he's, if he completes 75% of his passes on Friday night, Zach Moss is going to do his thing. He's always run against, uh, gain 100 yards every time he's run. Go look it up. In his three years, he's always been great. So with that in mind, man, then you start really thinking playoff. And I get it. You got eight more tests, but what better test to have right off the bat? I, you, you, I'd rather have SC now than at any point in the season. Why? Because it's a brand new quarterback. Oh, okay, theory he'd be better because if they lose some more games, they could really be a broken team. I mean, they should have never lost to UCLA at the end of last year, but they were a broken team. But you're right. You would think, you would hope, you would knock on wood that Slovis is going to improve as he gets some games under his belt. Of course he is. But he has a couple more three-pick games, and maybe that won't be true. 
You're trying to slow the cove. What? Slow the slove. There you go. All right, DJ PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Everything we've talked about in this show coming up next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold has been diagnosed with mononucleosis, said he's feeling better. He's targeting the Week 5 matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles as his return date. Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson has an abdominal strain, expected to be out two weeks. One doctor recommended surgery. That would have shelved him for six weeks. The 32-year-old Jackson decided to skip the surgery and return as soon as possible. Big game in college football this week. Number three, Georgia. Number seven, Notre Dame. Hottest ticket in college football. Average ticket price, $611 to see that game. Major League Baseball, Justin Verlander won his 19th game of the season as the Astros beat the Rangers 4-1. Milwaukee beat San Diego 3-1. The Cubs lose. Their five-game win streak is over. The Cardinals lose. So the Cardinals now lead the Cubs by two, the Brewers by two. Cubs and Brewers are tied for the last wildcard berth in the National League. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They're looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero Team. Pay training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Superhero Team. 801-833-3333. That's Action Plumbing. The Big Show. The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Doing feel-good songs today, and I'm with Austin. This might be the ultimate feel-good song. How can you not feel good listening to this song? Yeah, I do Not much enthusiasm. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Jeez. No, Jeez. no, no, no. We're over here feeling good, jamming out. Gordon's like, oh, you know. I don't know. That's all right. How can you not feel good listening to Walking on Sunshine? It's It's all right. It's fine. From here on out, anytime Gordon's excited about a bumper song, I'm just going to absolutely poo-poo it. Okay, Tyler Huntley. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 3-1, 3-1, Yastrzemski, it's a high drive center field. Jackie Bradley going back, looking up, it's gone! And you can only imagine what's going through the head of Mike Yastrzemski and his whole family. He has homered at Fenway Park. And just about everybody who's standing up for Mike Yastrzemski. Wow. Time to get you up to date on everything we've been talking about in this show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Grandpa Carl Yastrzemski called Fenway home for 23 years. Won a triple crown there. Played in World Series games there. San Francisco Giants outfielder Mike Yastrzemski, his grandson, homers in Fenway. A game the Giants eventually won 7-6 to six in 15 innings after 5 hours and 54 minutes. But just that moment, PK, a legend in Red Sox history, a legend in baseball history. You win a triple crown in baseball. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah, and in horse racing. Good point. <laughs> so, let's bring a little tear to the eye, a little smile to the face, a little feel-good moment. Little Yaz. The grandson who spent forever in the majors and now in his late 20s is finally in the big league. Excuse me. Spent forever in the minors and now in his late 20s is finally in the majors. Yeah. That's just awesome. What a moment. I mean, Yastrzemski is one of the the all-time names. Yastrzemski, Red Sox. You just immediately think of the same. 
And it's a glamour franchise. Glamour franchise, 23 years is a really long career. And an era when guys didn't bounce around. You pick a ballpark. You got one ballpark to go to. You got one ballpark. You're dying. You can go to one game. Well, people are going to say Fenway, Wrigley, or Yankee Stadium. But now that it's not the original Yankee Stadium, right. it's Fenway or Wrigley. Right. Depending on what part of the country you are yeah. or what. What team you rooted for. Yeah. Or what league you followed. Yeah. And, and Yaz. And is the name in that ballpark. Little Yaz. He's the name. Yeah, and and it's it, you don't get 81 chances or 19 chances because it's interleague play. So you had to do it then. Oh yeah, it's not East. It's not even the same divisions where a lot of times they show up all the time. In the same NL division, West I think you play each other 19 times. The NL West going to the AL East. That's a that. rotational thing. Yeah. Yeah. Got to hit it just right, and yeah. he did, and he cashed in. I'll never forget that moment. College football. It was like Kirk Gibson hitting a home run in the World Series. Well, the stakes were a little lower. They both out of it. It was like Joe Carter <laughs> winning the World <laughs> Series in Toronto. All right, maybe I'm overstating okay. it. Uh, number three ranked Georgia. Number seven Notre Dame. Enormous game. Prime time. CBS Saturday night. To go to the game, the average ticket price is now $611. There's some people who really want to see that game. Well, that's probably the secondary market, though, right? That's how they measure it. Yeah, Because Notre so. Dame, the, th- the thing about Notre Dame is when the schedule comes out. Their fans buy season tickets to go to, so they make sure they get into visiting games. If you can do it, can you buy season tickets to Georgia? I don't know if they're already sold out. They're on a pretty good run. and I know they did it at BYU that story years ago. That Notre Dame people bought BYU tickets. And the hotels in the area. Sold out, baby. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. It's really unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, literally, in the spring, if you don't schedule a hotel... You're not getting in. Yeah. In the home games? South Bend's a tiny little town. 60 miles away. Yeah. I think BYU stayed in a Holiday Inn in Michigan City. How far away is that? I want to say 45 minutes. Uh-oh. It's almost like going into Reno the day of the game. I, well, yeah, but they, you, they couldn't get a big enough place. Yeah, yeah there's and, not. And it was fine. Yeah, there's not a lot of, I mean, South Bend, what is South Bend like? St. George or Logan? Comparable? It's not very big. No, it's not. Drive across in 15 minutes? I did, though. One time, uh, last time, what was it, BYU was there, my wife came, and we wanted to go, uh, we went to a little sports bar afterward to eat, and we walk in, ah, it's a two-hour wait. Oh, well, we're from Utah, and we're never going to be here, and we're hungry, we haven't eaten all day, and we don't really know where to go, and, and oh, oh. Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get to the table by the kitchen. We did. We got a table, and we were good to go. I pulled that one time. Uh, oh, I pulled it multiple times. I pulled it. Uh, I was taking a rent-a-car back. Basketball trip to L.A., so I'm coming. Where I was coming, you come down. You go east on uh, Century Boulevard. It's the road that comes out of uh, LAX, and then you turn left. And apparently the cop, and it was raining. It was raining hard. And cop thought, and I was in a little bit of a hurry, so I kind of ran the red light. <laughs> cop pulls me over. 
oh man, I'm from Utah and all these cars. <laughs> I didn't know where to go. It's raining. <laughs> you got a warning? <laughs> Look at you go. Uh, and for a decade, it lived like five miles from here. But you know, I used to drive these streets all the time. But <laughs> okay, bro, just be careful. <laughs> And then awesome. one time when, uh, again, it was a BYU trip, we were going to uh, Hitsville, where Motown, you know, they've got their, the, they have two buildings, houses where they end, the studios below. You can see it, Hitsville, USA. And so we get there because uh, we were visiting family because my wife's family's from there. And it was like five o'clock and the thing's closing at six. And we got there like five ten, and the tour started at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the gal says... Oh, man, you, you, you're too late to go on the tour to get down into the studios. Oh, we're from you. I said, <laughs> I looked at her, I said, and it's an African-American woman. I said, we live in Utah, man. I, I can't tell you how big Motown is in Salt Lake City, man. It's the number one thing. You did not. Oh, yeah. And I'm going on, and I'm not getting anything. Like, Come on, man. I'm being funny here. And I'm going. I'm going. Finally, she starts laughing, and her friend is working with her. They get... Come with us. <laughs> so they took us in some back door, and we joined the tour in progress. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I pulled the Utah card when appropriate. Whatever works. All about results. All right, other stuff we talked about. Uh, Riley Nelson joined us, BYU football radio analyst. Talked about uh, his amazement, what he thought went right and went wrong in that uh, USC game. And... Riley Jensen joined us after that, and uh, both of them think that uh, as good as the quarterback play has been at BYU, they're about to get to a new level. Zach's learning from these, learning in wins, and it's going to accelerate. Too much for Cougar fans to hope for? No, it's no, it's right on. It? I think it's right spot on. There's got to be a learning curve. He's what? Did he get six starts last year or seven? Can't remember. So he'd be. Nine, ten starts into it, he ought to be improving. There ought to be a learning curve. He is. He had three picks in the first game. He had zero Saturday. Is that him improving, or is that quality of the competition? Is the Utes' defense way better than these other two defenses? Or a little bit of both? When you're about ready to get hit, and which you couldn't see, but you knew you were falling, Mm -hmm. and once once you start falling, there was no need to put the ball up. Mistake, but maybe another learn. maybe another defensive lineman doesn't get to him and trip him up, and he does complete that pass. Yeah, fine, but that that has nothing to do with it. It's about him learning, getting better. He shouldn't have thrown it when he felt the. So he's the hit. learning and getting better. Yeah, sure. The Utah defense very well could be the best defense that he sees all season. That's one thing. But the fact is, he's learning and getting better. He's going to be just fine. Riley Jensen joined us and said uh, BYU is. Uh, Excuse me. He said Utah is like kind of like a boa constrictor. They lean on you. They lean on you. He thinks uh, he thinks USC could be folding up the tent late well, third that's quarter. That's true because I've always viewed Winningham as a snake. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Just lying in the grass. I don't trust that guy. I never have. He's a snake if I've ever seen one. Are you kidding me? He compared you to the scorpion on the back of the frog, didn't he? On that the line. Some some fable about that? I don't know. Yeah. He's not to be trusted. <laughs> I think that's what he said about He's you. He's underhanded. <laughs> Rich such a mean person. I bet you he thinks negative thoughts 78% of the time. Tell the people that story. 
Your wife heard from some clinical psychologist. Yeah, and says it's our thoughts. We have, of all the thoughts that we have, seventy percent of them are negative. And I thought, yes, sweet. Because I always figured I was much higher. And to see that I'm thirty percent positive, I had no idea that I was that positive. And then Riley Jensen came on and said the number's actually seventy-seven percent, according to some recent studies. Even better. He also said some of those negative thoughts are good, prevent you from doing you know stupid, dangerous stuff like. Getting in your car and doing 100 miles an hour in the snow. Right. Like when we Negative have. Negative thought, I might spin well, out. Well, Yach and I, when we have free time, we don't say, hey, DJ, how's it going? Good point. Because then that, boom, 45 minutes, some stupid Santa Barbara stories that we've heard five times over. <laughs> I didn't do anything to deserve that. Just came up out of the blue. No, I'm laughing at Yawk laughing. Yeah, oh, he's laughing too hard. <laughs> Last time I bring if I hear one friggin' more time about your I'd aunt bring, and uncle in Reno, if I, I'm going to pull my hair out. If I And I'm getting a haircut today. <laughs> there's more to that comment than... If I bring Gandolfo's back, I'm not bringing it back for you, just to be clear, Yawk. Dang it. You've no had your last upstate. You've had it. your last upstate. Up what? <laughs> So, yes, some negative thoughts are appropriate. When we come back, (laughs) your feedback. Yak, you get some audio? Do the people use the app? I've got one, so he's a few more. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There were a lot of players who had really good moments in that game. You know, Wilson was a stud. Tyson Williams is coming into form. But to me, I was blown away by the overall dominating nature of Kairos Tonga in that game. Like, he was a man among boys. And you take a four or five star center, and he was getting walked in that backfield time and time again. I hope somebody in Legends Hall has a horse tenderloin on the grill for Mr. Tonga because he earned it. <laughs> what is this, Mr. Chef? This is the third day of the week. <laughs> well, this is shredded horse. Yesterday was horse roast. Yeah, but I wasn't really sure about the horse brisket. Well, tomorrow we're having horse rump, so get used to it. Kairos likes it. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Utes favorite in the Coliseum? It's a trap! Time for your feedback. That was a Star Wars reference right there. Way to go. Well done. Who was that? Our good friend Clint. I thought that was He's on the mend. Good. Best of luck to him. He had something with his heart. He had a heart transplant. A heart transplant? Yeah, he needs one, but he had a procedure to help keep him alive in the interim, I guess. It's the easiest way to say it. He's out there on social media. He's right. I saw it. Tony Jones wrote a big thing on The Athletic about it. Oh, wow. I missed that. But best of luck to you, man. Yeah, best of luck, Clint. <laughs> Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. So the Utes are favored in the Coliseum. How wild is that against a program the stature of USC? Maybe not a team the stature of USC, but a program the stature yeah, of USC. Yeah, but it's not like they have a dog meat team. Daniel says, honestly, the way the Utes have played, it does not surprise me. He's liking what he sees. Well, back that up, though. Yep. 
Level so, of competition? Yeah. Well, that's why we keep hearing people say, uh, Kyle said at his press conference Monday, wait till you have five or six games in. You need a bigger sample size. Two or three games isn't much. Some teams have had buys. Utah State's playing San Diego State, and the Aggies only have two games under their belt. But San Diego State has three games, but what did you learn from Weber State and New Mexico State? Did you learn that much off UCLA? I think Kyle, and, and Kyle brought up that the selection committee waits to do stuff until pretty deep into the season. Because three games isn't much to go off of, especially if one or two of them are against a lower division team or a team is just a mess for whatever reason and struggling. Uh, yeah, uh, that's for some teams. But when you have three, four guys that come back for a senior year when they could have gone to the NFL you and you have a senior quarterback, you know, if you were like SC and have a freshman quarterback, that's a new story. But they have a senior quarterback and they have a an offensive coordinator who last lost at Utah in 2007. He's got a 16-game winning streak. That's the longest winning streak in college. (laughs) 12 years ago, he last lost a game. Holy freak. It's been a minute. Yeah. When will he lose next? I'd have to say which year. (laughs) Well... 23 out of 24, and the loss is at BYU because of a 4th and 18 conversion. I'm with, well, Magic Happen, you can't be God. I mean, how are you supposed to be God? You can't be God. You know what I mean? Many have tried, few have chosen. And I'm a little nervous about the Clemson game. I'm with Corso, not You're with Alabama. Corso? Yeah. <laughs> That would have Lee ends up being right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I completely doubted him. <laughs> what? It's so funny because after that time you spent, you'd think you'd have more faith in me. But no, in this case, you, you're, you're, your faith is lacking. And, you know, you think all that time of getting up at 6 o'clock and doing all that stuff and, you know, all the studying. But I guess you lack I'm weak. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Weak. All right, you got any feedback over there you want to share? Feed freaking back? Yeah. Yeah, I do. What would you like to tell the people? You want me to share it right now? Yes. I believe PK was sent here to do great things, like troll fans and get DJ fired up. Irregardless, I think PK does fine work. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> I'm not a maggot. Well, maybe I am, but I'm a fine magnet. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Right now, we're getting ready for Austin and for Tony on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.